Thank you to the brass band and to the trio that sang for us. I don't know if you remember the video that we watched Saturday night about the narrow road. In that video, there are so many pulls that we can pick up. Maybe you've watched it and already you've forgotten some of the, of the things. There are three scenes in the video where the Lord took his child through. And it is there where the Lord took his child through the forest. We found a dead forest, if I can put it in my own words, where you'll see the trees are burned. You find a dark forest and an even darker one. Now maybe you watched it and it went into, you heard the words, it went into one ear and out the other. But there is a special or a, where the Lord said to his child what she must do to get through it. Now we're going to watch all three scenes again. It's not long. But quiet in your heart and look and listen to what the Lord tells his child. Because you too, maybe one day, are going to get to that situation and now the Lord is preparing us for that when it will come. Now young people, we find in the book of James, where the Lord compares a person that hears his word but that doesn't do it. He compares it to someone that looks in a mirror. Now I'm sure everyone knows what is a mirror. And the Bible explains that this person looks in the mirror, he sees himself, and then he goes away and he forgets how he looks. Now we use a mirror because maybe there's dirt on our face. And we can look in the mirror, we can see that dirt, and we can wipe it away. It doesn't help, we look into a mirror, we see the dirt. We hear God speak to us. We experience 
He's talking to us. And then we don't do anything about it. And we like that person that looks, sees, but doesn't do anything about it. And he walks with that dirt around and everyone can see it. Now we're going to play those three scenes and I'll ask that the servant of the Lord will then come up straight after that and going to share that which, is, which he felt the Lord laid on his heart. Thank you. I greet you young people and all present I greet you in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ. If I greet you in this name I honor and respect you and I honor and respect this name because the Bible says there is no other name given to us through which we may be saved. And and one day, every knee will bow to this name, the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And every eye shall behold him when he comes to fetch his church. Although we've already prayed, allow me to pray again. Loving Heavenly Father, Gracious Father, Father our Lord Jesus Christ, here I stand to pass on your word to your children. And I plead with you, Lord, please be with me. And will you bless each and every one listening to your word? Amen. Amen.
Manje isihloko salezi inkonzo nalawa maklip egate suhabona lana. Isihloko siti indlela engumtuingo. The theme of this conference and the theme of those clips which we've just seen is the narrow gate. The narrow way. The Bible tells us plainly about two ways. The broad way. And the narrow way. The broad way leads to eternal destruction. On that way, a person is free to do whatever they like. If you want to dance, you dance. If you want to flirt as a young person, you're free to flirt on that broad way. And in Ecclesiastes, we read that rejoice, O young man, in your youth, and whatever you like to do, do it. You are free to do whatever you like. But the end thereof is death. And then there's a narrow way about which we spoke and have been speaking during this conference. And on this narrow way, we've got to walk circumspectly. We've got to walk making sure we are doing God's will. You don't just do whatever you like. For you are on that narrow way, the way that leads to our heavenly home. And when you walk on that way, you can and you may only do the will of God. And this morning, I read. And I read from the book of Proverbs, which is not what we're going to read or speak about. And I read Proverbs 14, verse 12. We had spoken of a way. And Solomon says, there is a way that seems right to a man. But the end is the way to death. And then I wondered, how many ways are there then? Because the Bible tells us about two ways, the broad way and the narrow way. And I wondered, 
Is there perhaps then a third way? And I thought, no, there are only two ways, but Satan, the deceiver, wants to deceive people. And he throws sand into their eyes. And then they look at a way, and it seems right to them. But it's not. And I thought we will find many believers one day in hell, many Christians, because of having been deceived. Because they walk on this way which seems right to them. But the end thereof is death. Sometimes you find so-called Christians who even look down on other Christians and they say they're narrow-minded because they walk so carefully they're following in the footsteps of Jesus. And Just like you saw this girl, Antumkulu, walking through that dark forest, and there were those who were mocking her and laughing at her, thinking, what's wrong with her? Why isn't she as free as they were free? And some said, we're also on that way. We also, all of us, are on the way to heaven. But their deeds denied that. So on that way, you'll find those who are Christians, believers, every Sunday in church. But they haven't parted from sin. They worship and they praise God and they think they serve Him. But they've never parted from their sin. The broad way and the narrow way. Young people, if I could advise you, I would advise you to walk on the narrow way because that's the way that leads to eternal life. And the end thereof is wonderful. But the end destination of the broad way is eternal destruction. And if I could choose for you, I would choose the narrow way for you. And there are two men of whom we read in the Bible that lived here on earth. The Bible tells us the one man was a rich man, he had lots of money. 
kodwa lendoda ibiphila ihamba ngalendlela ebanzi ayizangi memukela uJesu njengenkosi nomsindisi But he was walking the broad way he had never received Jesus as his Lord and Savior And the Bible says he lived in the luxury and in the pleasures of sin and he forgot to receive Jesus as his Lord and Savior. And then there was the other man of which the Bible, whom the Bible tells us, lived in poverty. He had sores all over his body. And he was dressed in rags. He didn't even have money to buy food. He just lived from the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. But there is one thing which he did. He took his soul and committed his soul to Jesus. He made Jesus the Lord and Savior of his life. And that's what you too can do today, which will help you for all eternity. When we look at those two people, one was walking on the broad way, and one on the narrow way. And death came because death will come. Death doesn't show any favoritism whether you're poor or rich. Death came. And it came first to him who had given his life to Jesus. And the Bible tells us angels came from heaven to receive his soul and taking up to heaven to be seated together with Father Abraham in his bosom. And he experienced the wonder of heaven which he had lived for while he was on earth. The Bible tells us in heaven there's no hunger and there's no thirst. All the suffering which he experienced whilst you're on earth was over, it was gone. And he sat with Father Abram in his bosom. And the days went by. And then the other one who lived in the pleasures of sin, he also died. And his soul was taken to hell. And the Bible tells us that's where the worm doesn't die. 
and the fire is not quenched. And he was there in eternal suffering. Abraham. And then I don't know how it happened, but he lifted up his eyes and he saw Lazarus there on Abraham's bosom. And he saw him rejoicing. Seeing praising God day and night. And he cried out to, to him. What Baba Abraham? said, Father Abraham, won't you please send Lazarus to dip his finger into water and come and cool my tongue? Because in this place where I am, I'm parched and I'm experiencing the flames and I'm experiencing torture. Now you, my friends, who are still here in this world, I would say, do not choose the way that the rich man chose. Because his way leads to destruction. While you have the opportunity, you still have the opportunity to receive Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life. You can still escape the flames of hellfire which the rich man entered in. But if you're hard in your heart today, you too will enter into the torture and the anguish of the flames of hell where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched and cry out, please come and cool my tongue. So tonight, I would want each one to choose. Here is the broad way. There is the narrow way. It's there before you. And you see the end destination. There's a song or a chorus that we sing that says, Choose your way amongst the two ways. Choose today. Don't leave today without having chosen the way that you will walk. But remember, the one way leads to eternal damnation and destruction. There was a father who was ill. And then he had a dream at night. And he says, he went up a steep mountain and at the top he found many people that were queuing up. 
And that father, while he was on earth, never chose the Lord as his Savior. He said when he got to the top, he found people making a long queue. And he had to join the queue. And in his dream, he saw there in the front, there was a great white throne, and there was somebody seated on that throne, dressed in white. And he came closer. And then, as he got closer, he heard on the left-hand side, there was crying, there was wailing. It was a kind of crying that he had never heard while he was on earth. And he said, oh, if only I don't go to that place where there's that crying and wailing. But if you've never made right your life with God, that is the place that you will go to. That will be your eternal home. And he said he then came before this great white throne the throne of judgment. And he said, as I came and I stood before the throne, Jesus didn't speak a word. But the deeds that I did while I was on earth, he said, those arose before him and those condemned him. And those deeds were that which spoke and said which way he had to go. And he said the first thing that appeared was a bottle of Coca-Cola and half a loaf of bread. And nobody had to explain to me the meaning of it, he said. He said he once worked in a tea room working for an Indian. He said he was hungry when the others went out for lunch. He said he looked all around him and he noticed that the Indian wasn't paying any attention to him. And he said then he took half a loaf of bread and a bottle of coke and he went out and he sat with the others and ate with them. And there were many other things, but that was the first that he saw that stopped him and prevented him from entering into eternal life. 
ukhona izinto owaze bayo owayinhlonja mhlamba kuloni ibhodlela le Coca Cola and as you are seated here perhaps there are things that you have stolen maybe not a bottle of coke lezo zinto njengoba kukhulunywa namhlanje na ziyasabela kuwe and those things are speaking to you today and reminding you of themselves. Mhlambe izinto owazenzayo owazi ukuthi ziyisono phambi kaNkulunkulu. Maybe things which you did which you knew very well. It's a sin before God. Ngelinyilanga uyothi uyafika phambi kwesihlalo sokwahlulela zisukume zime lezo zinto. One day when you appear before the throne of judgment of God those things will rise up and condemn you. The Bible says man's works follow after him. And if you know of any such things that are not right in the sight of God, get up today, do something about them. Make them right before that day comes. And when this man woke up from that dream and he told his children about it, and he said, My children, it was so close, it was so near, I almost landed up in that place. Where there's crying and gnashing of teeth. Uthu kuba ngiphaphamanga, ukuba ngiphaphamanga ngabe ngunamhlanje ngiphakathi emalanga benesoko. He said if I hadn't woken up from this dream of mine, then today I would be burning in the flames of hell. Kusukela ngaleso sikhathi lendoda yahamba yayofuna abantu engasikhulume nabo bayiluleke ngendaba zokukholwa. And so he went and he looked for somebody who could explain the way of faith to him. What are you waiting for? Why are you not, not making right with God? I was asked to speak about the narrow way, but also speak about Aunt Mkulu as she went through those dark forests. We saw the forests through which she had to walk. And we saw where there were times when Jesus wasn't with her visibly, but he said, I am nevertheless with you. And there's a word which I'd like to read that pertains to that. In the first letter of Peter, chapter 5. First Peter, chapter 5. And the verse is verse 8. But allow me to read from verse 7. Verse 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, 
under the mighty hand of God so that at the proper time he may exalt you. Niponze izinkathazo zenu phezu kwakhe ngokuba uyanikhathalela. Casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Kondane nilinde isitha senu satane siyahamba njengebhube selibhodlayo sifuna esingamgwinya. Be sober minded. Be watchful. Your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Ngicela ningene ngivumele ngendlelokho. Allow me to do this. Eh ngicela ngingakakhulumi ngempilo ka-anti edabula ehlathini. Before I speak of the life of Antom Kulu where she went through those dark forests. Ngicela ukuthi ngengimchaze kancane ukuthi ubane. Allow me just to share with you who she is. Miss Newlands also spoke a bit about her life. But allow me to explain it in my way. Now that which we saw here in the video, it was it's just a recording, uh, a man-made film. They just tried to give a visual representation of that which she shared in her testimony after she came back to life because as you know she died and the lord brought her back to life o antomkhulu lona ngingamchaza kanjena miss lydia dube i can explain in this way ngingathi mina nabanye abaningi lana siyithelo zezandla zakhe i can say i myself and many of us here are the fruit of her labor and that we've got these youth services, youth conferences, it's because she started it after the Lord raised her up from the dead. And from the time I got converted till now, she is my advisor and counselor. Ngisho ngabe ngihambile ngiyoshumayela uma ngihlangana nentethize ngiyamshayela ucingo ngithi nakho engakuboni kahle. And even if I go out and preach and I meet up with something, I will phone her and tell her about it and ask for advice. Ungomunye wabantu abanosizo olukhulu emsebenzini wenkosi. She is someone who is a great, great help in the work of the Lord. And I remember in years gone by, uh, now, I'm not here to testify to you, but I want to just refer to something concerning my testimony. I 
was born into a Christian family. Though I was born into a Christian family, I didn't know Jesus. In 1975, and in 1975, I met up with the gospel. I confessed my sin. Not long after that, I felt the Lord's call for my life to enter into full-time ministry. Now, because I was a child, a young person, I didn't know much. And my mother brought me to Kosizabantu. And I continued, and I desired to serve the Lord. But after some time, there were things that came into my life which oppressed me. And then it was to me as if I went through a dark, dark forest. And the person who helped me was Miss Lydia Derby. And if she hadn't helped me, because it even came to the point where I just wanted to give it all up and go back home. And I even doubted my own calling. But the Lord gave her that wisdom that she could sit down with me and advise me. And she is the one of whose life I'll speak as she went through those dark forests. I remember in the one scene we see as she entered the forest and then the Lord Jesus said to her, I am with you. And then he disappeared. I want to say this to you young people. Don't make this mistake. In whatever you may do, invite the Lord Jesus to be with you. Because I believe with all my heart, if she had not asked the Lord Jesus to remain with her, and if she did not have Jesus with her, she wouldn't successfully have reached the other end of the forest. And something else which helped her was that she was praying all the time. Whenever she would not be sure about the way, she would ask and say, Lord, what must I now do? And then the Lord would answer her, and she had an ear to hear what he said to her. And something else which helped her 
was she set her eyes on the girl. Noguti ahambe ezinyatelweni zenkosi. And she walked in the footsteps of the Lord Jesus. Gapanze kwaloko ubengeke alunge. Ubenge ubezojika ehlathini naye njengabo bonke lababajikayo angaphumeleli ngaphesheya. Without that she would have never reached a girl. She would have gone around in circles. But she fixed her eyes on the Lord Jesus. And I want to advise you and instruct you on this narrow way. Fix your eyes on the Lord Jesus. And let us Walk carefully and circumspectly, as Peter says here in his letter. He said, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Satan has one aim. Satan doesn't want us to be successful and see the Lord. That's why he's trying, by all means, whatever possible, to prevent us and to hinder us on our way. Go to Petro Maipalalana, Epalalengwati, Epalela, Epalela Bazalwane, Epalela Tibebeshagazagilezunzonke. But when Peter writes this letter, writing it to the believers uh, that were scattered all over, then he says this to them. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. That's why tonight... I want to warn the one who's taken that step and made that decision to follow Jesus. That you should be careful. Satan hates the life of a Christian, of a believer who walks the narrow way. Satan doesn't care about the one, even the so-called believer, Walking on the Broadway. So on this narrow way, we need to be watchful. We need to place our foot there where Jesus had his foot. Because Satan is hunting for your life. There's a book which I love called Pilgrim's Progress. I would be so happy if each one would have a copy of that book. 
ngoba umasifunda le ncwadi kuninge esizokuthola because there's so much that you can learn from that book kule ncwadi sifunda ngendoda eyayiphila ezweni lokubhujiswa in that book we read about a man who lived in the city of destruction Gelingilanga unkulunkulu wayembulela lendoda ukuthi lelizwe ohleli kulo izwe lokubhujiswa And one day God revealed to him that that city in which he was living was doomed to destruction Uma ungasuka ikulelizwe uzobhupha nawe njengabo bonke abantu abahleli kulelizwe And he said if you do not leave the city you will be destroyed together the all in the city nangempela lendoda eumkristu yafuna izeluleko kubantwana bakaNkulunkulu and then that man whose name was later called Christian looked for somebody who could advise him kuthi ayathatha indlela yahamba yaphuma kulomuzo obhujiswa and then he took the road that led out of the city of destruction yawushiye umuzo obhujiswa yahamba iqonde emzini okhanyayo and he left the city of destruction behind him bound for the celestial city nathi sonke esikhona lana esesinqumile abaningi benu abayilungisile indaba yabo nonkulunkulu ngamanye amazwi bayawushiye umuzo obhujiswa basendleleni ebheke emzini okhanyayo and that's a picture of each and every one who's given their life to the lord who's made right their life who they have set out for the celestial city leaving behind them the city of destruction kodwa lendlela ayithathayo umkristu bekungeyona indlela elula bekuyindlela enzima but that way wasn't an easy way it was full of dangers and pitfalls njengoba nendlela eumcingo kuyindlela enjalo kuyindlela enzima and the narrow way is a difficult way kuthi wabantu bakulelo dolopha bebemhleka bemenza And then the people from the city of destruction the inhabitants they mocked him they laughed at him njengobanibonile kulawa kuliphe besikhonjiswa wona just as you saw in these clips which we saw nimbonile uAntomkhulu engena ehlathini and you saw Antomkhulu going into the dark forest nambo nababona abantu bembiza betha kazobuka nazi ithomba bayibukayo beyihleka and then there were those beckoning her and said come and join in the fun come and watch what we are watching it's so much fun wasizwa ukuthi akhuleke enkosini yakhe walizwe izwe livele enkosini ukuthi vala amadle bakho but she prayed and she heard the lord's voice saying to her block your ears and just aim for the goal which she did why said to buke mina kuphela he said to her just look at me and we read about christian in the uh, pilgrim's progress they also laughed at him kodwa kuthiwa akabanakanga waqhubeka wahamba lendlela but he gave them no attention and he continued on his way nawe mausumkhethile ujesu wamenza waba inkosi nomsindi sempilweni yakho bakhona bazokuhleka And if you've chosen the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior there will be those who will mock you. God was sezikhoni ibonelo usuyibonile. But there have been many examples now that have been placed before you. Ngikholwa ukuthi usuzosizakala nawe nomuhlangana nalokho kunjalo. And I trust that you will be helped even if you met up 
with the same thing. And then Christian continued on his way until he reached the slough of despond. And on this way to heaven, there are many dangers and pitfalls. But one thing will help you is that you call on the name of the Lord Jesus at all times. Call on the Lord and ask him to be near you. And if he's near you, he will help you and save you. And we saw Aunt Mkulu as she went through the forest and where it was difficult, what helped her was wherever the Lord Jesus had placed his foot, that she would put her foot there. And if she hadn't placed her foot there, her foot would have been cut to shreds by the thorns and all the things that could harm you and cut you, and she'd probably not have reached the destination. And this man leaving behind him the city of destruction, blocked his ears from all the taunts, all the mocking, and he went forward, and that's what helped him. When he reached that slough of despond, he didn't forget to call out on the Lord Jesus. Even though it was difficult, and he almost perished there, but he was saved and could continue. And in another place, when he reached there, he had to go through a gate. And having gone through the narrow gate, he walked on that narrow way. He had on his back a huge burden of sin. And he didn't know who could help him. It, it was so heavy, he wished that he could be rid of it. But the way led him up onto that steep mountain. And on that hill, on that mountain, he saw the cross of our Lord Jesus. And he stood there and he gazed upon the cross. He said, on this cross, Jesus was crucified for my sin. And he knelt at the foot of the cross and he said, oh God, Lord Jesus, please set me free from this burden of sin. And he cried tears 
pleading with the Lord. And then that burden of sin, that huge load was rolled away at the foot of the cross and it disappeared into a bottomless pit. And if you read the book, then you read that an angel came and spoke to him and said, Your sins have been forgiven. You can come to the foot of the cross today and ask for that burden of sin to be rolled away. And do what that man did who was called by the name of Christian. And he did not deviate from that narrow way even there when he had to go through that difficult time of the Slav despond. Even though people mocked him, even though people did all sorts of things, he didn't turn around. And I want to point out to you the dangers of things that can cause you to either turn aside or to turn back. It's a great danger that you take your eyes away from the Lord Jesus. On this way of the faith, you need to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. The Bible speaks about those running in a race. And the Bible says, run the race that has been set before you, fixing your eyes on the Lord Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith. And if we walk on this narrow way, We've always got to keep our eyes fixed on the Lord Jesus. I'll tell you another story. Maybe you're tired of stories now. There's another mother, a woman, who had a dream. And this woman dreamt that she was walking with a group of Christians on their way somewhere. And on this way, they came to a place that was steep. And when it started just getting steep, there were some of those believers who remained behind. They got tired on the way. And it got steeper, and then others remained behind. And she said she still continued with some of the believers. And the way is wonderful if we go on our way singing. 
And she said we were singing and praising the Lord and we didn't even even get tired. But when we were about halfway, I made a mistake. She said, I took my eyes off the way that we were walking. Because on this way, they only had to look forward and only had to look at the way. And she said she made the mistake. She turned her eyes away from the way and she looked behind her to see where she came from. And she said, when I looked back, my eyes landed on my house. And I saw my children crying, saying they're hungry. And she said that disturbed her on the way that she was walking. And she said she was drained of all strength. Her knees were like filled with water. And she said she saw the other believers continuing on the way. And she tried to carry on, but she couldn't. Because that which I saw disturbed me. Firstly, she made the mistake by taking her eyes off the way. The second mistake, she looked back. We've got to look forward. We've got to look to the Lord Jesus for getting the things of the world. Looking to our goal, looking to the beauty of heaven. And that is what helped Aunt Mkulu. She went through that dark forest. She met up with many temptations. But her eyes were always looking forward and ahead. And I believe, had she taken her eyes off the Lord Jesus... She wouldn't be like those others who were walking and going around in circles in the forest. And if you have to enter a dark forest, don't take your eyes off the Lord Jesus. For if you take your eyes off Jesus, you'll go lost. She said, Lord, here are so many ways. Which one must I take? Jesus, in his grace, loving her, showed her the way and said, this is the way. And when she came out the other side of the forest, there she found the Lord Jesus. 
And Jesus led her. There's nothing sweeter and more wonderful than being led by the Lord Jesus. Because he leads you on the way of life at all times. Now, what I liked, and I'm drawing to the end of my uh, talk, talk. I've just touched on the hem of the matter. Oh, I was touched by the end of the matter where the angel said, Now I'll give her those white garments. And I was touched when she joined the heavenly crowd and the heavenly hosts. And then a prayer came to my heart. And I prayed it for each of you. And Lord, help each one to remain true and faithful on the way that they may reach that heavenly destination where their garments will be changed into white raiment, those glorious garments that one receives there. I said, oh, I don't have the words. I cannot express it. How can I express the glory of that place to make each one of you long to be there? If I had those words, then I would express it. But I long for that place. And I pray for myself. If any of you here has a life of prayer, please pray for me that one day I will reach that place. That I may be dressed in those white garments. And that I may praise God. And then that I can thank him for what he did for me while I was on earth. When I thought on that and ponder on that, uh, a song came to me which maybe many of you know. Now, if I was somebody who could sing well, I'd sing this song to you. But I won't sing it, I'll just read the words to you. In the Itilongo songbook, it's 235. Who are those dressed in white singing songs of praise? 
John the servant of the Lord. So a great crowd uh, coming from every language, nation and tribe on earth. All of them dressed in white. And he asked, who are they and where do they come from? And the answer was, it is they that come from the great tribulation, but they've made, they've washed their robes white in the blood of the Lamb. Now, just in passing, when last did you wash your robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Now, if you do not do that, do you think you will join that heavenly crowd and sing praises to the Lord in heaven? Let's continue with the song. And then it says, oh, what beauty, what splendor do they experience being washed by the blood of the Lamb? In their youth, they are the ones who serve the Lord with a fervent spirit. Even though they, was led, they were led to the slaughter, they trusted in the Lamb. And then the last verse, there they are, safe in heaven and satisfied by the Lord. Satisfied from their thirst and rejoicing in the Lord. That's a song that I would have sung for you if I had the ability. May the Lord help you that you will persevere until you reach that place where you will be dressed in white. Amen. Amen. Young people, I trust that each one of you heard that you won't go out with your burden this evening. The Lord has spoken to you, stay behind. You've heard the secret. You've seen the two roads. Which road will you take? Now I'm going to ask, we're going to do it a, maybe not a bit different this evening, but I'm going to ask that we do it in this way. And I'm going to ask the ushers to please help. I'm going to ask that those that lead us in singing, if they could please come forward already. Now, 
Now listen carefully. We will pray together. And then we're going to sing. And I ask that we sing in the same way that we sang when we started the service. Because it was so beautiful when we all sang together before the service. And while we sing, we'll ask the older people that they can, they can leave first. Maybe we can sing two or three songs together. Give them enough time to leave the auditorium. And then we'll ask the ladies, the young ladies, to go afterwards. But those who want to stay behind, to see a counsellor, feel free to stay behind. And after they've left, the young men can go. That's why I ask the ashes to please help. That we'll sing. We'll ask the older people to go. And then we'll ask the young ladies to go. And after that, the young men. Now remember, breakfast is at seven. And then the sports games will start at half past eight. And we ask that everyone will be there at half past eight. Breakfast at seven. And then we want to start at half past eight, so please be there even before half past eight. So we'll pray together and then we'll sing. Shall we pray? Lord, we thank you for the word that we've heard this evening. Lord, you've showed us the narrow way and the broad way. And Lord, may it not be that one of us choose the broad way. And Lord, may we not leave the auditorium this evening with a burden in our heart. That will stay behind and then we can bring it to the cross. We also pray that you'll be with us in this evening. Amen. Amen. Thank you.